nerds, you're listening to an episode on the Nerdcore podcast feed. If you're feeling generous, please consider pledging to a tier on our Patreon at patreon.com slash the Nerdcore. We have tiers as low as $1 per month. Thanks so much, and enjoy the episode. Welcome to the Nerdcore Podcast number 449. This is the, the, the podcast that reviews the movies and talks that nerd shit. Yeah, it's a great day to forget how you do your opening. As always, is a nerd you're going to hear the host of the show launch from our wonderful co-host, Young Yoda. Where am I? Who Where am are I? you? What am I? We're here, Brad, because we're going to go ahead and close out International Film Month as we Woo! review Where are you 1966. The Sword of Doom. I feel like we've seen a lot of good films this this yeah. month. Yeah. Um, on my w. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The bit still lives. Still lives. Yeah. Still gonna live. Still gonna live, bro. Forever. Um, but yeah. We hope everyone's having a wonderful Monday. Uh well, Monday night as we're recording this Tuesday when you guys get to listen to it publicly. But uh yeah, it's a nice day out here. It's, well, it's not nice. Come on. Yeah. But uh, it's been a day for me. Um, work went by surprisingly fast. And then uh, we've got some stuff I got to do tomorrow. But uh, yeah, uh, Brad, how you been? How you been today? Not too bad. Not too bad. Not too bad. Work wasn't not too... No, not really. I mean, work was work. Survived. Yeah. Came home. Doing this yeah. with you. We're all good. Yeah, Luis, are you going to magically pop up in here, or you haven't watched The Sword of Doom? Or is he he just in the title? Like, what are we doing, Luis? Yeah. What are we doing, Luis? (laughs) We'll see Luis tomorrow, though. Uh, Luis will be on our uh, Nashville Film Festival preview episode tomorrow. We'll talk about all the things that we're looking forward to at (laughs) for the film festival. What I call having a... (laughs) What I call having a crush, The Sword of Doom. Oh, God. Yeah, I mean, I'm with you there, buddy. I'm with you there. Yeah, you haven't watched. Okay. Uh, But, um, yeah, man, Uh, this is going to be probably a busy week. Um, I'm probably going to watch a good amount of films this week. Uh, Brad, did you get a stain on your shirt or something? I'm going to drop some food on my shirt. Yeah, what'd you have to eat today, man? Ice cream. Oh, nice, Brad. Yesterday, man, that that yeah, you were right, bro. That that um that banana split yesterday. Mm-hmm. It hit you, hit you hard. <laughs> oh God! All right, I'm going, going ape mode. Yep. Oh man, they really, dude. Are you serious, man? What's it called? This this is just out of hand. I'll go I ahead and message to... Keon though. Uh... I know how to fucking do it. All right. Well, before I message Keon in all caps, let me go ahead and take off my caps. You know. <laughs> all right. Well, either way, it is a wonderful new week here. Of course, today we've got our review of the Sword of Doom to close out the month, and then tomorrow we are going to do our Nashville Film Festival preview episode, and then on Wednesday there will be nothing going on here. Uh, Thursday there will be a mini pod. For you all at the Patreon at the $2 tier and above as we talk about the film Z, 
to actually close out the month because that's always how it is here, y'all. Hello, Rachel. Hello, Rachel. Um, but yeah, and then of course live show this weekend. But uh, hope everyone's having a wonderful time whenever you're listening to this. Um, of course, this film is from 1966, so it is well in the uh, group of our our uh, rules. So, Brad, without further ado, let's go ahead and introduce them to the Sword of Doom. Okay, I like my old movies. Yeah, this ain't gonna. This ain't gonna. Mm-hmm. Ha- that ain't gonna happen. That, Venom. Venom two is Venom two reviews not gonna have. Mm-mm. No. Mm-mm. You can read that on the site from Luis. Luis, yes. Um. Now, coming from our one and only true source, Wikipedia, mm-hmm. Sword of Doom is a 1966 Jidageki film directed by Kihachi Okamoto and stars Tatsuya Nakadai. It is based on the serial novel of the same title by Kaizan Nakazato. That's literally it. It is yeah. less than Taste of Cherry. Um, what's it called? Uh, do we have a budget or anything? Yeah, I'll, I'll go through what we got. Um, yeah. Screenplay by Shinobu Hashimoto. Uh, produced by Sanazumi Fujimoto, Masayuki Sato, and Kanaharu Minamizato. Um, starring Tatsu, like it doesn't even have starring in here. Like, what the hell? Like, Wikipedia doesn't pay their people. Uh, Tatsuya Nakadai, Yuzo Kayama, Michio Aratama, Toshiro Mifune. That name's right there. Yeah. Uh, cinematography Hiroshi Mirai, music by Masaro Sato. Production companies Tarazuka Motion Pitchner Company. And Toho, and that's why Mufuni is there. And yeah. yeah, I don't have any any budget. Yeah, well, um, of course, Nakadai is one of the most um, you know, you know, this is one of the well, he worked with pretty much all the well-known Japanese directors. I mean, he worked with um the most he worked with was of course Kobayashi. He he was in the human condition trilogy, he was in Harakiri, Samurai Rebellion, Kwaidan, like. He worked a lot with uh, with um, with uh, Kobayashi, but he also worked with, of course, the the goat, the emperor himself, uh, Akira Kurosawa. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, he worked with uh, with with uh, Teshi Teshigahara, and he worked with uh, Mar- uh, Mikio Naruz. He worked with a lot of different directors in Japan, and uh, yeah, man, it's um. You could not find another another actor who probably worked with everybody who was uh, big in Japan at the time. Um, but I, I mean, uh, he played the villain in a lot of movies, if I remember correctly. I think he was one of the main villains in Yojimbo, know, if I remember. Mm-hmm. Yes, Moose Bear yes, Dog. Hey, Moose Bear Dog. It's been a while since we've seen you. Moose Bear Dog. Yeah. Can we add Onibaba? Can we watch Onibaba? Onibaba. I watched Onibaba. Onibaba is really, really good. I watched Onibaba for my um my one of my film classes at uh, Undisclosed University. It's really good. Um, if y'all have Who's the director watched, of Onibaba? I believe it is Kobayashi, but I don't want to what's it called be wrong here. Um, no. Uh, Kaneto Shindo. Yeah, it's me, Barry. What's up, Barry? But um. Yeah, man. Uh, Brett, let's go ahead and get into this. What's it called? What are your initial thoughts on Sword of Doom? Um, I thought it was... I love this movie. This is my second time watching it. 
And um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know what else you want me more to say other than I really enjoy the cinematography in this. Um, there are portions of this episode which are really funny. Uh, like at the mill when they're having mm-hmm. sex and like they don't show any of that or go any into any of that. Um, they just have the mill and they show it like um, doing the movements that they would be doing. Mm-hmm. And then you have what I caught was during the, the duel, like the original duel with the older brother. Um, the The camera like fades out from the face. I don't know. It, it, it was very interesting. It's like I've seen this in so many movies where it like comes out and I'm just like, this is like really good cinematography going on. Yeah. Um, Brad, you were correct. Uh, he is one of the uh, villains in the uh, Sanjuro. And also, Brad, um, I'm gonna, so let me first of all, let me tell you all. Uh, I like this movie. This movie's good. Um, I can't say it's the best samurai movie I've ever seen. And I can't particularly say that this movie's great. Uh, I had a good time with it, though. I thought it was interesting. The cinematography is beautiful, especially when we're in the snow. Holy oh, yeah. crap. Oh, man, it's great. I mean, but and Brad, then and then this is a movie that's not carried by Mifune. Yeah. Like, gen- generally, like, because this isn't a Kurosawa movie, Mifune's not there, like, completely the whole time. He's there about halfway. I wish I lived in his prime time to be taught by him in the way of the katana. I'm getting the bots off down. <laughs> yeah, uh, Luis has been really inspired by Shang-Chi to, uh, Shang- Shang-Chi to uh, practice martial arts. But Brad, I could not, like, I really, of course, this, has been, this is done by Toho. Um, I could not keep my eyes off of one thing that I noticed throughout this movie. Hmm. There is a set that's used in this that was used in Sanjuro. Did you notice it? Sanjuro. Which set? Uh, was it so, the one where he like cuts the so at the very end? Like the how no the hideout? Uh-huh. Where they had like all the other people the other people were in their in their dorms-ish, like yeah. you know, their rooms. That's I think that's the same area from Sanjuro. I wouldn't doubt it, especially if Tohu Toho, Toho, yeah, Toho produced yeah. it. Yeah. yeah. I wouldn't I wouldn't doubt it. Like you know they reuse sets. Yeah. And um I, I was I was watching, I was like, bro, this looks really similar. And I'm like, wait. How, how old is Sanjuro? I'm like, oh, 62. This definitely has to be the same set from Sanjuro. Uh, but I um I thought that uh, Nakadai is great in this movie. I like Nakadai. I like the, the whole concentration on the on this samurai who's like kind of a little crazy, don't you think? Like he does like we really see like what else can this guy do to get his way? And you already think that he's already done a lot in the beginning. And he just keeps proving you wrong. And he's like, he does more and more and more. And you're like, holy shit, man. What yeah, he, else he, is this guy capable of? Yeah, he's um really just a horrible human being. Yeah. Just generally all around. Mm-hmm. Can't take repercussions for his actions. And, you know, eventually he does get it. Eventually, like, like he can't hold it back anymore. And it just ends up killing him. So it, it's, I, I think it's a great story on, like, the, this samurai who is so talented, but you misuses that talent all over the place, and karma just comes back. Because he even surprised that one teacher. He was mm-hmm. like, "What kind of sword? Who trained? Like, 
because he goes in, he's like, I'm uh, what's it called? Uh, not I'm not a I'm not trained. Like I would like to what's it called? Uh, be taught the way of the sword, right? He wants to, because he's an untrained swordsman, and he's like, okay, fight my pupil, right? And he fights him and he beats him, and all of a sudden, like the teacher's like, what? You know, like, were you sure you untrained? Like he was super surprised, and you can tell like he's super talented, but he goes about using his talents for all the wrong reasons. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> uh, Luis says, I've, I mean, I've always been, but Shang-Chi really just awoke, 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 awoke some shit. Awoke some shit. I don't know. Um, yeah. But um, I love the, uh, the cinematography here. The music is really good too. Uh, but I felt that this movie was kind of losing me at places like towards the middle like it was really losing my attention uh but you know i just i'm this is i think this is the first one i've watched that isn't in a kurosawa movie so this is the first samurai non-kurosawa samurai film that i've seen so um i yeah i'm i was thinking about I'm trying it too, to think i was trying to yeah. think if there was one i don't i don't know if i can remember one um mm-hmm. I I really I didn't get that feeling, but I always compare this one to like an anime. Like mm-hmm. this one really reminds me because I think anime kind of stole a lot of stylistic mm-hmm. um, keys from this. Like well, yeah, especially um, the angles, the angles that they're using in this in, in the movie for the framing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and just your sword slicing, your sword fighting, like Samurai Champloo, like like the going to the feet, showing the feet, like all the time, like it. it Anime really does steal a lot from this movie. The training session when he was uh, with the sword, it's going the move, the feet would move, and then yeah, like it, this is one of those that really influenced like anime. Um, I but I was thinking about it, and I was like, huh, I think this is the first like non like only non Kurosawa film I watched because I've never seen Harakiri, I've never seen Lone Wolf and Cub, I've never seen uh, Lady Snowblood, I've never seen any of those films, even though. I should probably watch them because I really like these samurai films. Um, this one just like as much as the more I watched, I was like, man, I think I was really spoiled before because like all these other ones are fantastic and great films. And on this one, I'm like, I'm losing my interest real quick. Mm-hmm. Um, and I guess it's just it doesn't like follow. It doesn't like have that. It doesn't it didn't pull me in as much as like these other movies that pulled me in before. But uh no man uh stacy says surely you've seen Zack snyder's army of the samurai or at least attempted to see it no but i sure have seen that um just the Zack snyder's justice league poster with uh everyone lined up like it was the uh samurai uh, seven samurai poster that's what i've seen <laughs> uh but um not his best moment <laughs> yeah but I mean, I, I like this movie though. I, I was I had a lot of I I had some interest with it though. Like it, I had fun with it because uh, I thought it was different from all these other sa- samurai films we've seen. Because like we, I mean, of course, um, Seven Samurai Mufuni kind of plays like this wacky character, right? Who's like kind of like a drunk and mm-hmm. you know. But like in this one, I've never seen like a movie of a samurai where like our main character, our samurai, is fucking crazy. Oh yeah, um, definitely mental instability in here, drinking, and mm-hmm. um, yeah, I don't, I don't know, but um, it's just, it's just in this movie, everything's kind of exaggerated from a samurai standpoint. Yeah, compared compared to Kurosawa, uh, Kurosawa generally keeps it pretty on par 
Um, this one just right out the gate, he's like he's slicing and dicing 40 people. Yeah. Um, I mean, I love that scene where he's like gonna leave the village. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then once it go, he just boom, 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 he's got, and it's like one take of it. It's like just completely following him. Well, uh, and it just shows the skills. Yeah. And it it, it 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 just shows his ego on him. But then again, this man, like a few years later, like doesn't really fight. He drinks all the time and mm-hmm. he still goes into a, a freaking um, one of the studio studios or one of the um, schools. And he still he still beats the highest pupil there. Yeah. Um, so what do you think at the end, Brad? Do you think that he uh, died at the end? Oh, yeah. Because we get Guaranteed. the freeze frame. Guaranteed. Like, like there was there was too many there. Like they they went out for him. That so my opinion is he eventually dies. I think he died, but I think he kept putting up a fight after that. Oh, of course. He he's not I don't think he like laid his sword down and or did a Harry Kiri like like he went out, you know, blades crossing and all that. So what I also will go ahead and want to go talk about is the fact I really like the um uh, particularly the film stock. I love those contrasts in the night. Like I love how contrast the uh, the film stock looks, and it really gives that sort of like ominous feel to this movie at times. Uh, but you know, you talk about this guy kind of being like off the rails, and how like you know he's he's pretty piece of shit. But he has his moments. You know, he has his moments where he's like, it looks like he's coming back, right? It looks like he's trying to jump. Like when he looks at his child, he's like, he's gonna grow up in like a world like. You know, without me or like, you know, he's talking about like we're going to grow up in like a really messed up world. And he has these moments where like maybe we're seeing him change, but like, nah, nah, mm-hmm. he's, he's not. No, he's, he's, he's just going to He's a pretty bad like, dude. Like, mm-hmm. uh, like there's no there's nothing left to, for really. Th- this is one of those characters that is not redeemable. <laughs> uh, Stacy says next time you do a Wes Anderson month. You'll have to catch a samurai movie. Wouldn't think Bill Murray could handle a katana, but man. <laughs> but um, I, I would actually pay to see that. <laughs> I would pay to see um, Wes Anderson's Seven Samurai. Uh, but Brad, what are you gonna go ahead and give? Um, gonna go ahead and give the sort of doom. Uh, you know, I'm gonna give this ten out of ten. I love this movie. This movie, wow, this Brad. movie's amazing to me. Wow, Brad. Um. We could not be far off from each other, Brad. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and give The Sword of Doom a 7.5 out of 10. Um, it's good. I enjoyed it. I think it lacks a lot in the story department and trying to move that story ahead for me. Um, and I just think that I've just been spoiled by Kurosawa before this. Like, but that's I think it needs I a restoration. That would, that would help me. This movie oh, needs yeah. a restoration. I was... Wait... Hold on. Let me, what's it called? Uh, but Brad, you know what we haven't done? You want to hmm. see what, you want to see what, uh, what, what Letterbox says? Oh. <laughs> yeah, let's do that, man. Because oh, uh, I, I actually want to know what Letterbox has to say about this. By the way, we did not, um, we didn't, I forgot to do this on the live show. Uh, but I want to go ahead and say uh, rest in peace to the uh, legendary Melvin Van Peebles. Uh, he passed last week. Uh, if you are interested in seeing a lot of his films, they did put out a box set for him over at Criterion. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, it was one of, one of the most legendary um, filmmakers of fall time, man. A, bi- a big pioneer for the black community's uh, presence in, in cinema. 
especially. Um, the Sword of Doom, I believe the Sword of Doom has a, a at least a 2K restoration, I think. Let me see this. Because uh, Geo owns the Sword of Doom on Blu-ray, right? I'm, no. I'm just saying, from what they have on Criterion, it wasn't the greatest. Yeah. There no. was a lot of film grain. New high-definition digital digital restoration with uh, uncompressed mononeural. Yeah, I know. They haven't given this that 2K or 4K restoration. Yeah. Oh, they have more of this. Yeah. They have Kill on here, too. More Nakadai. Oh, this one's out of print. Yeah. So, so which one are you reading? Are you reading the highest? I'm reading the lowest. What are we doing? No, let's let's see. Well, because this is because when I was on on Letterbox, I saw most of my friends had like high scores for it. So let's see what's the lowest score. Let's yeah. see what the lowest say. Um. <laughs> okay, coming from Letterbox, one star, more like the sort of dumb. Three exclamation points. One star, these graphics suck. LOL. Two stars, only enjoyed the beautiful cinematography. Two stars, the sword fighting is good, but the story contrived and the characters are flat. I'm really tired of being told a movie is a masterpiece because of some scenes that look cool. Two stars, don't you just want to go apeshit? Two stars, some fun action, nihilistic samurai. Mifuni was great, though. Yeah, he was great though. I'm not gonna lie. I mean, I like my friend. I like I like most I of the love actors in this. Yeah. Um, two this stars, not very engaging. Movie. Two stars, the storm of sort of doom is a very old movie. That should be used as a preface for everything I'm about to say because while there is a lot of good in this, a lot of that is marred by its age and would have been a lot better at the time of release. The pacing is decidedly slow, taking a lot of time to establish characters and setting. Particularly in the scenes depicting swordplay, this pacing really helps to drive home a dramatic, intense situation. However, there's never really any deviation from this norm, and it makes the movie drag eventually. Some of the performances, particularly that given by the leading man, are very strong and help to fill in the colors in this black and white world. That isn't always the case, though, with some performances simply coming off as cartoonish and over-exaggerated. It makes immersion difficult to fully slip into, and similar to the pacing, pulls the movie down as a whole. An old movie that hasn't captured me in a modern age, I may well revisit at some point, see if I change my mind. And here, here is the difference between Kurosawa and Okamoto, Okamoto yeah. which I'm seeing, is, Raul, you like the generally realistic, here's this, here's this, they fight, yeah. this is why they fight, here's the backstory. And to me, Okamoto is more... I like sword fighting. I like sword. I like duel. <laughs> I, you, uh, what the fuck? You need backstory. He's gonna die anyway. Let's just get to fighting. I respect it. I respect it though. I respect <laughs> it. Let's over exaggerate. Let's have some blood. He kills an old man in the very first scene. What? <laughs> yeah, like he, he kills a Buddhist man. Like you, crazy. like when when that happens, you know what movie you're getting into. Kurosawa <laughs> would never. Kurosawa would like play that out for a while and be like, "This is why he killed the old man." Nah, nah. He just goes, go like, "Was there a this reason?" This movie is Okamoto's. Let's kill the old man. Kurosawa is. Why did he kill the old man? Yeah, Okamoto is just like, like, why do we care about the old man? Like, yeah, the girl shows up a little few scenes after, but like, I don't care. <laughs> All right, man. 
let's yeah that's th- thank you for our letterbox report brad um it's always fun to know what letterbox has to say about generally you know uh sort of dumb sort of dumb <laughs> um but yes uh as we close out international film month y'all of course you already know next month is october that means we are doing our yearly horror month here at the nerd core and uh, Brad and I have are ready to give you all our um, picks and do the coin toss. Of course, this will usually happen on Thursday, but then since there's no episode on Thursday, um, we're gonna go ahead and do this early for you all, so that way you know exactly what we're gonna be talking about next week, next month. Um, how we're gonna do this when we're juggling a bunch of movies for um, for what's it called uh, for Nashville? I don't know, but I feel like we'll do it. <laughs> but um, hey, we've done worse. Done worse. That's right. Uh, my picks are um, here. I'm going to butcher this man's name because I, the Polish are, yeah, I love you Polish people, but holy shit, man. I can't pronounce your names. You, you can tell uh, Raul really went into depth on which horror movie to f- film that's three hours long. Yeah. Wait, what? Really? I don't know. I'm oh, guessing. No no, 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 no. Two hours and four minutes, bro. Chill. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to, I'm the first one. Good Lord, I'm going to butcher this. I picked Andres Zulaski's um, Possession uh, from the year 1981. And then my second one is a Japanese horror film called Kuroneko. But I'm going to check first how long this one. Okay, no, it's not. It's not three hours. Right? Remember last time I was like, hey, let's I'm do just, it. I'm just waiting for you to choose a three-hour movie. Yeah. Oh, um, what's it called? And this is, of course, from Kaneto Shindo. This is his other movie that he made along with, um, what's it called? Another movie he made along with uh, Onibaba. I really, really liked Onibaba. So I really want to watch Kuroneko. Um, and then, of course, my last pick. I'm going to go ahead and uh, and really stress this for you all. Um, I am not choosing the Nick Cage movie. I'm choosing the original Swedish film. Before y'all think I'm going to choose that the, the Nick Cage movie, I must... What's it called? Stress. I'm choosing the 1973 film, The Wicker Man. Um, so, of course, I don't know if you noticed this. Oh, it's not Swedish. I'm sorry. It's the British film, but whatever. Uh, you know this, but um, I'm I'm not choosing anything American this month. Again and, and if y'all, y'all noticed, Raul chose basically art. I did not. Yeah. <laughs> and then, of course, Brad chose two pretty damn good movies, though, Brad. I'm not going to lie. Your two choices. And one that's questionable. (laughs) Brad chose Jordan Peele's Us. He chose Tusk. And for his, uh, Kevin Smith's Tusk. And then for the Patreon mini, he chose Sam Raimi's debut film, The Evil Dead. The the Tusk is questionable. Tusk is very questionable. I don't know, man. Uh, I feel like we're going to be able to do this, bro. But uh, the bees? (laughs) Not not the bees. All right, horror month. So human centipede three and a half, hostile and breakfast uh, Halloween H H two. You know, I really should just choose Jason X just for that one scene when he's in space. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the bees, not the bees. <laughs> All right, Brad, let's go ahead and get this uh, the the coin out here. Let's get the coin toss. Okay, you want to call it? Um, uh, I don't even remember what I got last week. I mean, last month. So I'm just going to go with Tails. 
Oh, crap. Let's do that again. <laughs> I'm going to call... What's it called? Uh, yeah. Just heads. Oh, shit. All right, Brett. Okay. So, next month, we will start out the month with us. Then the following week will be Possession. The week after that will be Tusk. And we will end it with Kuroneko. And then that same week on the Thursday... For the patrons, we will be discussing The Evil Dead. Uh, by the way, it's the original movie, not the remake. We're not covering yeah, the, the original remake. movie. Like We're not original. doing the remake. Yeah, and I'm not fucking doing the remake either. Um, I love the original, and I want to watch it again, but I also have not heard the best things about the remake. Yeah. You never hear the best things about remakes of horror movies. Yeah. It just just doesn't work well. Yeah. But, um, yeah, man, that is it for this review. Of course, we want to thank everybody who joined us today, mostly just Stacy, um, Rachel, and Luis. And then, of course, um, what Barry. Barry. Thanks, Barry. Being here. And Chillzone. Chillzone to drop the hammer. Uh, oh, yeah. Thank you for coming on, Chillzone. We need you, man. Uh, but, of course, we want to thank our Patreon supporters because they're the ones who make the show happen, along with our wonderful producers and our writers. Our associate producer, Sarah, thank you so much for being an associate producer of the Nerdcore for so long, Sarah. We love you, and we really do thank you so much for your continued support. Honestly, as they pass, days pass, I wonder if you even know that you're still paying for this. Um, and a wonderful executive just, producer. This money keeps leaving their bank account. $10 going to. Yeah, I don't know. All right, our executive producer, Shane, where can you find him? Uh, you can follow our friend Shane at twitch.tv slash XSRK or on Twitter at XSRK underscore. Also, go follow and buy something from the Suppy God at thriftedil.com. Yep. Prison City Vintage, my friends. Mm-hmm. If you're in the Illinois area, go and check it out. And um, also, I want to thank our writers, Tony. Hey, Tony. Brad's TikTok pal. That's my TikTok pal. You can find him at Real Nerdy Dad on Twitter. And, of course, y'all, it has been a fun time. We will catch you all tomorrow for our preview of Nashville Film Festival 2021 or Nash Film 52. But in the meantime, it's been a lot of fun. We will catch you all tomorrow. But as always, Bradley, send him out. All right, Ron. Thank you, mean host, as always. Thank you to all our listeners, all our patrons, supporters, all those who joined us in chat today. We appreciate each and every one of you. And to end this episode, I'll just go clang, 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 dead. Young Yoda out. <laughs>